Welcome. Hi, I'm Katie Morrell. I'm a creative and writer based in Bend, Oregon. And I'm Karen Hawkins. I am the founder of Rebellious Magazine for Women and co-publisher and co-editor-in-chief of the Chicago Reader. You are listening to Of Course I'm Not Okay, the podcast. Join us as we talk about mental health, coping with quarantine, and creativity. For some of our episodes, we'll talk with writers, creatives, and activists to get their take. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Hello, Karen. I am buzzed as hell right now, and it is wonderful to see you. Katie, it is wonderful to see you as always, and I enjoy that we decided to hit record when we did because we were both like, ooh, before this gets too messy, let's just get this on the books. Like, Oh, whoa. yeah. I am a, I don't know mm. how many drinks I've had. I think I've probably had three three is a lot. I'm like buzzed after one and a half. And so, um, Tyler for Christmas got me one of those little, uh, stocking stuffers here. I'll show you. I know listeners can't see this, but it's like a little like champagne bottle, like one of the ones that you get at the, you know, like airport or something or yes, in like airplane. a spliff. Is that what that's called? I yeah, don't know. exactly. A split, like a spliff, a spliff. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know what it's called, but it's like, it's basically like a glass and a half of champagne and I will say that like a glass is good for me, but I've had now three. And Ooh. so I feel awesome. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Amazing. Life affirming. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel really good. You know, um, if, if we keep the intro we recorded before, I did already mention this was the most requested episode. Like you guys should do one drunk. And well, okay, who are we to tell our fans no? So here we are. Here we are. Thank you, fans. We will really probably literally do anything for you. So please <laughs> keep the suggestions coming. I mean, yeah, Good. we're open. I mean, yeah. this, so I have to tell you, Karen, that I'm so excited. <laughs> and one of the reasons why I'm so excited is because I'm not even kidding four minutes before, before we hit record today, I got my appointment for my vaccine. <gasps> congratulations I'm so oh my excited. god I know I'm, I'm totally shocked I'm actually like for real shocked because Oregon has been as I've said before in this podcast a total shit show and so yeah they even offered like do you want the Pfizer Moderna do you want the J&J &J? and Ooh. I you know I talked actually talked to my dad about it he's a physician and I was like okay what's the thing and like he was like I would take the Pfizer and I was like done and done and so Tyler and I are going on Wednesday at 8 30 in the morning and I'm so excited and it's cause for celebration. In addition to the fact that we have an amazing guest today, but I do want to share with you that I'm getting vaccinated. Katie, congratulations. Cheers, Cheers. to that. Cheers to that. Oh, that's such a relief. Totally. Have you found any, oh is there God. any? No, okay, no. <laughs> no, I, in this Hunger Games, I'm from one of the districts where I get killed first. Oh, Let's just be clear. That. Like oh. I just am not I will admit I am not, I'm just not trying very hard. And I just said to somebody today, I know he does not listen to this podcast, Sujay, but shout out to you, my work husband, Sujay. I just said to him, I was like, I just need someone going door to door with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine to just buzz and be like, hey, we have this, do you want it? Come down. Like, I, I just, that's where I'm at right now, right now. Right, this. like meet in your lobby, wear two masks, just yeah. like show up. You can bring your cat. It's fine. Wear your PJs. <laughs> Slippers are cool. And just like, that would be nice. That's a nice service. That's it. Nice. That's, 
if this was an open market situation for this vaccine, which probably would be terrifying, but if it was, right. that would be a very good business idea. Absolutely. I mean, and we could blend it with tuxedo chocolates, get a little square chocolate, get your shot. You're good. I mean, that's the thing. I keep hearing that you have to sit for 15 minutes after you're done with your vaccine because they want to monitor you. But really like whenever you get, like whenever you go to the doctor and they give you like a, like a lollipop to make sure that your blood sugar is better. Like tuxedo chocolates is the perfect pairing because during those 15 minutes that you're sitting there, you could just be munching on your chocolate and it would be a really nice experience versus freaking out over the fact that you might have like some antibodies that might be fucking you up for the next three days. Three days, at least. I At least, I, yeah. I follow someone on Instagram who owns a business. Um, I'm sure they wouldn't mind if I mentioned them. Rebirth Garments. They're based here in Chicago and they do amazing accessible intersectional garments for people with disabilities. And it's just this amazing brand. I know, but their founder, the founder had a really dramatic, incredibly dramatic rash related reaction to the vaccine. And they've been posting about it on Instagram. And it just is one of those things that's just like, I I feel like for those of us who have been hesitant or those of us who are lazy or those of us who have like some kind of thing about it, like that's the thing that I needed to be like, Ooh, you don't want a rash. No one wants a rash. Oh my gosh. It's really, it's, I just feel for them so much. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I hope they're okay. Have they said they're okay or they're not? They're recovering. But again, like I know a gazillion people who have gotten the vaccine and been tired or been fatigued and had a sore arm or whatever. But of course I latch onto the person who had the like super extreme. This is where I'm at right now, Katie. This is mentally where I'm at. I'm not making any sense. I totally, no, it makes perfect sense. Also rashes, rash is a horrible word. And it's like, it's just, it makes me kind of want to crawl out of my skin. And because like, I just, when you have a rash, you're like, Ooh, shit. Oh, don't want a rash. No, no. Yeah. So I really hope that your knock on your door, knock on your door. I am slurring my speech people. Um, here we go. Two and a half glasses. Uh, Hello, wine o'clock. But yes, I hope the next knock on your door is someone who's bringing you the J and J vaccine and thank you. Super cash with an Americano decaf. <gasps> yes. yes. Oh. That is a business right there. I feel yeah. very seen, Katie. Thank you very much for that. Oh my God. What is your friend's name that brings you the Americana? Cindy, the Americano angel. I mean, yeah. Cindy, you're incredible. Like talk about a nice friend. That's amazing. Oh my God. Wow. Yes. Speaking of nice friends, today was so much fun. Rihanna Wellen, what a oh. badass guest. Thank you for bringing her on, Karen. I mean, she's so awesome. I mean, she's amazing and she... I mean, it's not right for a boss to say they have favorites, so I'm not going to say that, but we work together and we've always had such a blast. And yeah, we always talk about how we're the same person, even though we're 16 years apart in age, 15 years apart in age. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I mean, she's so much fun. And so listeners, she's the culture editor at the Chicago Reader. She is probably the most educated person on pop culture everything like if you're sitting at home thinking or walking your dog or taking a drive in your car or wherever you are right now listening to the podcast podcast thinking I need a new show 
I need something to take my mind off of this relentless, crushing, soul depleting, like anxiety and depression, only speaking for myself. But anyway, if you are also in that state and you are just needing a little bit of a distraction, a little bit of escapism, keep listening because Brianna is a fun, fun guest and she has great recommendations. Absolutely. And I feel like I do want to have her back on because she's such a blast. And I, I feel like the next time should be a challenge. Like, I feel like Brianna is one of those people who knows so much about what's on that she could be like, it would be like, um, oh my God, like OnStar, but for pop culture. Like OnStar, I have an emergency. I'm feeling really anxious and depressed. I like rom-coms and I love Eric McCormick. And she'd be like, okay, I got you. Brianna would be perfect. Like yes. she knows the recipe that fits your life when it comes to escapism and pop, pop culture. And if you like television, she's your person. I appreciate it. Yeah. And we didn't even get her going on podcasts. That's the other thing she consumes a ton of. So next time we'll have to have her do a podcast rundown. 100%. Yeah. And also for everyone listening, I do say this in the podcast, but we will have everything that she mentions in the description mm. of the podcast. It's It kind of gets to the point of rapid fire, which I love. And so don't worry. You don't have to write it down. Just go into the description of our podcast and you can see all the links to absolutely everything that we're that she has talked about, that we've talked about. And then you can just take a screenshot and then go to your Netflix at night and be like, oh, this is what I should watch tonight. And then you don't have to worry about it and watch a bunch of shitty shit before <laughs> actually watching good shit, which is what Brianna recommends. Good shit. <laughs> we are so eloquent when we've been drinking, Katie. Amazingly articulate. So <sighs> incredible. I mean, I can't even put a sentence to, I don't even have anything to say in response to that. I mean, if this is our very first podcast listeners that we've ever even had a drop of alcohol, just FYI, we have been sober as fuck and like, it's been right. fine, but like, I mean, it's been great. I've had so much fun and I really haven't even thought about the whole idea of having alcohol, but I kind of think this is a good <laughs> idea. Oh my God. We'll go. So this is, we're, we're closing in on season three. We'll have season four and then season five will be the like, oh, we decided that was a bad idea. Like, that's <laughs> the theme of season five was like- We'll that. do some course correction in season yeah. five. <laughs> but season four, I feel like is our time to shine. Let's just wild out. Right? Why not? The yes. rest of three and into four. Yes. Sure. Listeners, this is our, our episode 35. So next episode <gasps> is our finale of season three. And then we're going to start season four. No, we will not have a break. Yes. We love this. We are not going anywhere. And yes, we will have merch very soon. So stay tuned. Um, also, <laughs> I love giving shout outs to listeners. Have I mentioned this on the pod? Maybe I mentioned it when we talked. So um the other podcast I do, Feminist Erotica, we had our book club this week and we are always like so honored. I always get like really like, I, I just get the like warm fuzzy, like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. Um, When Rachel Kramer Bustle joins oh. our book club, she's the editor of Best Women's Erotica and a number of other she's a series. She's a legend. I mean, she's just amazing and she's such a kind and generous and beautiful human. And in book club this week, she mentioned us in book club, Katie. <gasps> yeah, no, yes. she was like, yeah. She was like, oh, I just want to mention how much I love Karen's other podcast. I mean, I I want to fall over. So shout out to you, Rachel. I hope you're listening. We love you. We appreciate you so much. I'm so glad you listen. 
Yes. Oh my God. We love you so much, Rachel. And if you ever want to be on our pod also, you're more than welcome. Uh-huh. Open invite forever. Um, yeah. I Best mean, Women Erotica, to... like that anthology is incredible. Like incredible, truly. Like it's incredible. I love it. Well, and she has so many other ones too that I feel like it, I, I, she's got like five or six going at any one time that she's editing. It's just really. Wow. Machine. Yeah. It's amazing. That's amazing. So yes, listeners, enjoy Brianna Wellen, and I hope that you enjoy this whole podcast and just take it as like a nice pass of like enjoying life and not worrying about depression and anxiety. And I'm loving the lighthearted nature of this entire (laughs) experience because I need it in my life at the moment. Cheers. Cheers to that. When I think about getting paid, well, we don't get paid for this podcast, but drinking on company time, the first person who pops into my head is Brianna Wellen. And we are fortunate enough to have her with us today. Brianna, hello. Wow. What what a legacy that I have. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Drinking to on the company pod. time. <laughs> cheers, uh, cheers to you, Brianna. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much for inviting me for this special episode. I am honored. Honored. I am so excited to have you here. And I just I also love your shirt. I know listeners, you can't see it but it says empty bottle on it and it has like a cartoon character. It's great. It's very on theme right now for all of us drinking. Yeah. It's uh, the empty bottle in Chicago. Some of their merch. I think you could still get it on their website, emptybottle.com. Oh, it's a bar in Chicago. Yeah. Music bar and venue. music venue. Mm. Oh my Recently gosh. reopened with a new bar cat. Yes. And there's a cartoon cat on the shirt that I'm wearing. Yes. Cats everywhere. Love it. Yes. Yeah. Love it. This is so much fun. I love meeting you for the first time, Brianna. If I mean, Karen, you had the great idea right before we press record for Brianna to for you to kind of do a little intro of yourself. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Oh my goodness. Well, I was born. No. Um, <laughs> I am the culture editor at the Chicago Reader. That's how I know Karen. We instantly became friends and realized we were basically the same person, which was delightful. Um, I live in Chicago. I love going to comedy shows, watching TV. Got two cats, Miso and Tofu, who are the loves of my life. You can follow them on Instagram at Miso and Tofu. (laughs) Um, And I I love getting drinks and chatting with friends. That's like my favorite pastime. So I'm so excited. Have I also heard that you, a rumor that you do comedy? Is that true? I, yes, I have done comedy. I have not done it since the uh, panorama has hit. (laughs) Um, but I used to produce two comedy shows focused on women comedians. Um, one was at the empty bottle, hence the huge shout out. So it was a great venue to work with. Um, yeah. And actually the house that I live in, in Chicago, we used to do comedy shows in the attic and it's been a really, really lonely year with no shows up there. It's so quiet. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, in addition to all of these other wonderful things you do, of course, um, we, yes, drink on company time. And so a little (laughs) of the history of that. Of course. 
So you produced, oh God, when was that? 2019, you produced the Chicago Readers Telethon. Yes, it was a 12-hour telethon, um, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Is that right? Oh, good Lord. (laughs) Did we do that? (laughs) Whoa. Um, It was super fun. I used to work in TV in Rockford, Illinois, so it's fun to channel my my TV producing skills every once in a while. And we had on a ton of great Chicago guests, journalists, artists, comedians, um, musicians. And then right around five o'clock is wine o'clock with Brianna and Karen. Um, We did it on screen for the telethon, but it was actually an homage to something that we normally did in the office. There'd be a certain time where Karen would just sort of walk around and be like, wine o'clock like we're not getting any more work done today just come into my office and let's have a drink you're the best boss Karen that's so amazing oh my gosh I mean really I mean who needs an MBA in management (laughs) when you have wine o'clock exactly and it is it sounds like you know silly and you know quote-unquote irresponsible possibly (laughs) but I think a huge part of a good work environment it's not about the getting drunk part though that's a nice perk it's like a really nice chance to get to know your coworkers, get to know the people you see every day on a different level, joke around, realize you're all watching the same show or listening to the same podcasts. Like bonding is really important, I think. I mean, I think that there, there, like, there is not enough that can be said about that, Brianna, honestly, because I feel like, I mean, not to get like serious about it, but so many of my friends who work for companies, so I'm freelance and even myself, like, I mean, this is my wine o'clock, even though we have, this is our first time with wine, Karen, but like, this is my time to like connect and like, you know, talk to, to Karen and I have it every single week. And it's like something that's like, for lack of a better word, we're kind of coworkers in this podcast, but like, I have a lot of people in my life, honestly, that are struggling specifically for that reason that they have because of the absence of that. Like, it's like diving straight into like how we're feeling in quarantine, which is so much of this podcast is about. It's like, there's just not any of that water cooler conversation or the wine cooler conversation or whatever. Wine <laughs> fridge. Know? The oh wine fridge. If and we had like... a wine cooler in the office, Karen. Oh, oh God. How amazing would that be? But like people need that shit. Like that's where, our, I mean, it's just, it's so important for mental health. I feel like. Yeah, it really is. And as much as we've been trying to do it over zoom, it's like, mm. it's not the same, you know? The, the one thing I do like about doing it over Zoom, I guess, is that I'm already just like home. <laughs> like I'm like right next to my bed as we record this. If I get a little tipsy, even like during this recording, I can just like literally tip over and lay down <laughs> to finish it. Totally. Don't have to take a cab or an Uber yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But it just, it's not the same having like, you know, everybody sort of getting in their own little groups. You have to wait. It's almost like giving a presentation every time you're doing happy hour. Yes. There's not like crosstalk or like side conversations or it's harder to interrupt and like throw in your little story. Totally. It's true. And then like, if you try to have crosstalk, crosstalk happens in the chat and that's just a different situation. Right. It's like passing notes in seventh grade. Totally. And then you're not paying attention to the teacher. And then it's like, if the teacher calls on you and is like, oh, what did you think about that? And you're like, shit, I was passing notes like I was talking about how shitty you were as a facilitator like, like, like <laughs> of this happy hour thanks Barb you know like, I mean, oh, like Barb. Definitely happened. Oh, 
thank you for making that Barb and not Karen, Katie. Thank oh, you, Barb. Never. I would never do that. <laughs> yes. You know, we are frequently trying to brainstorm a different Karen moniker. And yes. I think Barb is a really, really good one. Barb is great. I mean, I I was born in the 70s, so I do know some Barbs. I what about Denise? Ooh. no one is named denise past 1972 like it does not happen that's i think that's true <laughs> that might be true do i know any i do i Ooh, i'm gonna get in trouble if i say i don't know any denises i like i will just say this the worst most evil most cruella deville devil wears prada boss i've ever had in my life was named denise Ooh. so i'm completely oh. comfortable with that oh god i still have anxiety dreams about her like <sighs> eight years later God. Well, Love yeah, that let's villainize that name then. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All for it. Let's go in. Let's no, go in. Thank you. Oh my gosh. But yes, I mean, this is just such a good topic, Brianna. I feel like talking about the fact that like we're not getting together and we're on Zoom now. I mean, I'm happy to be <laughs> I'm happy to be drinking with both of you in my yoga pants. And <laughs> like, yeah, cheers. I mean, I'm not driving, not that I would be driving after drinking, but I'm not like thinking about all the logistical bullshit. But okay, so Brianna, can you tell me about like, so when the pandemic hit, how did you keep your comedy alive? Or how did you keep, how did you, how did you stay sane? I guess is really what I'm trying to learn from every single person who comes on this podcast because I need any tips. Wow. Um, I was actually just talking with some of my close friends this morning of like how we were already dealing with so much anxiety and depression that when the pandemic first hit, we were just like, ha, amateurs, like you've never had this feeling before. Like we've been preparing for this our whole lives. Oh my God. Tell me about it. Um, so that was, you know, having those sorts of tools already <laughs> locked and loaded was definitely really helpful. And I live in a house with um, five other people. So I have two roommates and then we have three housemates downstairs, at least when the pandemic started. So I was still seeing people a lot. We tried to do a lot together as a house. And again, like we've been reflecting on it so much since it's been just this one year anniversary marker that when it first started, it really felt like a sleepover every night in the house. We're like, we can't see anyone else, but we don't usually all see each other because we're usually all out doing different things. And so we were doing like karaoke nights. Uh, my downstairs roommate got a tattoo machine and gave me a little strawberry tattoo like in our house. You can get a tattoo um, We were doing dance parties. Wow. Yeah. And then once it got nice out, we have a nice backyard, which I know is like so rare in the city, but I opened up my backyard bar, could have people over at a distance. And I soon grew to love that way more than a bar because it was sort of a change of scenery for me. I wasn't inside. I wasn't in front of a computer, but I was still home. <laughs> like, and I, I mean, I, the thing I stress out about the most is when we go back out to bars and I get like, like, I'll have a shot and a beer. And they're like, okay, that'll be $15. <laughs> I'm like I've been saving so much money having my little backyard bar, getting like my boxes of wine for my, my zoom calls. <laughs> And you have two really good liquor stores right by you. I do. Yeah. I'm, I am a block away from two really good liquor stores on either side. Um, I, I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, do we need to stop doing this? Not at all. I've gotten comfortable. <laughs> no, completely. And I, you just reminded me one of my favorite Brianna backyard hangs 
there were a couple reader people socially distanced, of course, being safe in your backyard. And Luca walked by. Mm-hmm. who used to work at the reader. I mean, it's so Chicago. Yeah. I'm, I'm on a very busy intersection, um, which you might be hearing in the background as cars go by, but it's like also a neighborhood that a lot of people I know live in. And there's just something so nice. Like maybe, I mean, obviously we run into people and we're out at shows or, you know, bars, restaurants, just like out about in the city, but there's something about seeing someone walk by and inviting them into your backyard and just like accidentally hanging out with them all night that way that I feel like my generation of Chicagoans has maybe missed out on from being so like go 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 hustle hustle go from one especially in the comedy world like hit this open mic go to the next show make sure you hit three shows in a night to like make sure everyone sees your face or whatever but it's nice to kind of just like slow down and be like a neighborhood person just like a mom having a glass of wine in the backyard, reading a book, just like waving to the neighbors. Yes, yes to that. And all versions of that. I feel like for people who even might have a different life than you do, like, I feel like a lot of people are nodding right now. I mean, I'm nodding right now and I don't do comedy, but I do like, you know, on stage storytelling and I do a lot of things where it's like, it's like, I was before the pandemic, it was like, okay, well, maybe I'll see this friend on this night because I'm going to this place, but I don't know, maybe I won't. And if I don't, then maybe I'll see him Saturday or month. Maybe I'll see him in two weeks because I'm going to this thing. And my calendar was just booked. I mean, it was solid and it's like, there was no breathing room. And so the idea of like, just being someone who drinks wine on their porch and just waves at people. I mean, that's the way it should be, right? Like, I think there's, I've been talking to a lot of people and I wonder how you feel about this. I, I have, you know, a lot of people I talk to and I would put myself in the same category are somewhat anxious about getting vaccinated and then feeling like, oh, do I need to go back to that level? I mean, I talk about this in therapy constantly. <laughs> this is like my biggest anxiety right now, um, especially because- I think something that I came to realize being alone all the time is how often I would be out in a group of journalists or in a group of comedians. And there's just like a certain like, like code switching almost that you need to do between those groups to fit into the conversations that they're having and like get the respect you think you need from these people at any certain time or be like the most fun person in the group. And I've enjoyed spending time by myself to be like, who am I really when there's like no one else around? Ooh, that is like a mic drop question. Damn. Oof. That one, that one hit me. <laughs> really? Okay. Can we all drink to that? Let's drink to yeah, that. Cheers. Yeah. I cheers. need to take a breath. <laughs> mm-hmm. That hit me too. Damn. Cause it's so true. I mean, obviously I don't hang out with comedians, but journalists, you're totally right. Who's the funniest? Who's the fastest? Who knows the most about what's going on? Who's the fanciest job? Who's made the best contacts? There's so much shitty name dropping too in Chicago journalism that, yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Even like, you know, the, I think it's made me compartmentalize. Wow, the wine's hitting, y'all. <laughs> that is Hello. arguably the hardest word to say. Yeah. Like, I, I definitely have a hor- horrible time with that. <laughs> but even, like, interacting with, like, my family and stuff, like, it all takes place so in its own box now because you have to do it digitally that it's 
you see the way that you like adjust your own personality so much more from like interaction to interaction it's like whoa this is like tiring like no wonder I was exhausted all the time like to have to think about this much every time I would see somebody is awful okay this is so deep because I feel like there's a lot here that I need to unpack I I mean currently I'm unpacking also in therapy where I am realizing that I am way more introverted than I ever thought I was. And it's not only a shock to me, it's also a shock to the people who are closest to me. And so like, this is something that has come up. Like when you talk about code switching, it's like, I know how to be in a situation with people where I need to be super on and super funny and super like, kind of like the leader of the group. And then I know when and it's not necessarily for me in my circles, but like where it's like only journalists or only people who are do different things. It's kind of just like dependent on the group of people themselves. And so it's kind of like, I, I know where I have to kind of sweep in to kind of like, or like fit in, I guess, um, like a puzzle piece kind of. And that's just, it's, but so interesting to your point, Brianna, when you say like, why am I so tired? Like, oh my God, this has been going on in the background. It's like the generator that's been going on in the background. But what I've realized through the pandemic is that I'm actually a lot quieter than I ever allowed myself to be. And quieter meaning like, I don't need to be in touch with as many people as often basically is really what I was doing. And I am like kind of this pre-pandemic hyper social person. And in no way am I trying to like get down on myself about that even though yes, I've dealt with that in therapy and getting down on myself about it. But I'm like realizing that that was just what was required of like my life before the pandemic. And now I'm like, oh, okay, I'm emerging out of the pandemic and I'm not only quieter, but I'm like not as available to a lot of people in my life. Um, I'm just spending more time alone that's actually healthy for me. And it's a very weird thing to not only for me to look at myself that way, but I think for other people to perceive me that way and be like, hey, are you okay? And I'm like, actually, I'm healthier than ever. Oh my God. I feel like we're the exact same person. <laughs> that's like exactly how I'm feeling right now and right? how I've like felt before of like, my biggest fear in the pandemic when it first hit and especially my birthday was in June and it was my 30th birthday. I like love celebrating, throwing parties. So I was really, really stressed out that I wouldn't be able to socialize and like celebrate in the way that I really had been planning on. And after that, I felt so burnt out from like trying to like please all these different people who wanted to see me having them in my yard doing these like socially distanced hangs which does add like another level of exhaustion to be thinking about all those things while you're hanging out but once I was able to step away from that I was like oh do I like actually not like being around people <laughs> like have I tricked myself into thinking that I'm this like social butterfly when what I really love to do is like read a book and like pet my cats I'm realizing a couple of things during this conversation. One, I think we're all cancers. Gemini, Ooh. but close. Oh, you're on the cusp. Yes. I'm, see, I'm on the cusp though of cancer and Gemini, but I'm on the cancer side. Oh, wait, when's your birthday, Brianna? June 22nd. June 17th. Very close. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then okay. wait, Karen, what's what date is yours? July 12th. Oh, we're so close. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm also realizing, I think you're both oldest siblings. Mm, correct yes 
Correct. Brianna, we have had, Karen and I have had many conversations about talking about birth order. I'm fascinated by it. And I, I thought of it when you were talking about like, I mean, we all have to do code switching in our lives, but I feel like that, that the first thing you said, Katie, was situations where you have to take charge. I feel like that is something an oldest sibling that is going to be the first thing out of your mouth, right? Like it's so just, true. It's really interesting. And, you know, ostensibly, Brianna, um, we had you on to talk about pop culture. <laughs> it's turned into a therapy session. This is just what we do. Um, so I wonder, taking a just a giant hard left, like, what are some shows that we should all be watching right now? Wow, that was seamless. <laughs> it's always the best segue on this show. Like, we always we always get deep into therapy, like level right. therapy, and then we're like, oh shit, we had a topic. Well, and it is nice to like talk about therapy with people who are in therapy. I feel like a lot of my therapy talks sometimes is like, here's the reasons you should be in therapy, and they just kind of like glaze over, and that's where it stops. So I love being able to like expand on these ideas with some fellow therapy folks. Um, but yeah, TV, actually, I do talk in therapy all the time about how that is my like, wind down. TV is like my meditation. And uh, right before we were recording, I am rewatching right now from the beginning, The Real Housewives of Atlanta, which I think is the best franchise in The Real Housewives uh, family. I The mm. newest one though is also in the running Salt Lake City was really good this year. Um, Potomac is also really good, which is one of the newer ones. And what I've been noticing rewatching it is how much being at home alone is turning me into a real housewife. Of like, <laughs> like one thing I always thought was so funny when I first started watching the series, like way, way back when it started was like, everybody's always talking on their phone on speakerphone, which obviously now I realize is maybe like for the cameras or maybe they're just like, they couldn't possibly bother. And that's now that I'm home all the time, every conversation I have, I'm like walking around like speakerphone with like my wrist all like 90 degrees, like, oh my God, dad, <laughs> what? What's the latest gossip? Um, so Real Housewives has been really, really getting me through a lot. <laughs> that's so amazing. I, I love that you're re-watching Atlanta. It would never have occurred to me because that's the only one that I watched regularly like there's a good period of time I watched during the peak of the Kim Nini that's what I'm at right now I was mm. thinking about this because we were recently talking about Cynthia Bailey's wedding which the season I'm on now is when she first got engaged but in the most recent season she had a COVID wedding like the most recent season takes place during the pandemic and it's kind of wild to see how women who are real housewives respond to the pandemic. Um, they basically ignore it, I guess, is what I will say, okay. as you could expect. Yep. What is it about? Like, is it like mostly fighting? I don't know. So I think there's different components to it. And one huge one to me is like the fantasy. Like you're just seeing these really, really rich women who don't really have jobs. It started out like the first few seasons of like OC in New York, every time they buy something like the price flashes up on the screen, like you're seeing how much money they're spending on these ridiculous things. And of course, looking back now, you're watching these homes and these clothes that 
they had in 2009 and it's like wow that's like the tackiest shit I've ever seen in my life (laughs) (laughs) yep um so that's kind of fun for me and then it is you just get so wrapped up in the drama there are like really emotional storylines as well like I've cried watching some of the episodes um this season of Atlanta is like really interesting because they do get into the Black Lives Matter marches and protests and sort of what they can do as these prominent women in their community to yeah. support those movements. So there, there are some like highbrow moments. It's not all just, Oh, <laughs> maybe I highbrows a little too much, but it's not all just like cat fights for sure. I, I so appreciate trash everything. And so like, I'm so on board with, even if there isn't highbrow shit, like I'm like, Oh, I, I, you know, now that I think back on it, like, I think I might've seen one of the very first episodes, like, uh, I don't even know when this this show started, but there was a countess. Like people, like the level of wealth. She's listening. still on. Oh, like that's what we're talking about. Like we're talking about like potential royalty in different countries. Like that's, that's that we're talking about billionaires really. So New York is probably my next favorite franchise. And that's where you have Countess Luann, um, who was married to a count, is no longer married, but holds on to the title for dear life. You have Carol Radswell, who married into the Kennedy family. Um, Yeah. And then you have a lot of uh, older New York women who are friends with Donald Trump, which is hard hard to watch. Trigger warning if you're getting into New York. They do mention him a lot. Well, I I feel like I don't remember which of the many franchises this was there's the element of like voyeurism of watching these rich people and then there's also the performance of wealth like there's one season where you find out that they were renting the mansion and then they get evicted from the mansion because they weren't paying and the wife knows nothing about their finances and doesn't realize they're broke so breaking news this week (laughs) salt lake city which is the newest franchise which everyone was kind of like what utah no it was it was a great season and one of the women just got arrested this week and her assistant like the fbi swat team raided her house for federal i don't know like what what is stealing money like embezzlement something something like that like white collar crime situation yeah and they're in the middle of filming season two right now and I have a whole like Bravo group chat that is just about Real Housewives. People sending in tips. And so I guess nice. they were like in one scene, like, where's Jen? Why isn't she at this event? Cut to she's in jail. Oh, shit. oh! <laughs> zing. Oh, damn. I love that you oh. have a whole group chat also about this. That makes me happy. I oh, group oh chats yeah. It, it goes deep. Um, two of my sister's friends are like, follow all the Real Housewives on Instagram and interact with them on Instagram. It's it's wild. One show that came to mind while we were having that conversation that is on Netflix that is absolutely bonkers to me is Marriage or Mortgage. Have you guys heard what? of this show? <laughs> That's an yeah. actual show on Netflix. Yes. And <laughs> I feel like Karen might like it a little bit because there's a lot of like, you know, house porn in it but it takes place in nashville is where they film it and it just came out like three weeks ago maybe so there are couples who have enough money to either pay for a wedding or put a down payment on a house oh that is real 
there are two women, one's a wedding planner, one's a real estate agent who work with them and like they, they're battling, like they want to win. They want people to pick their side and they'll throw in perks. Like the person planning the wedding will be like, we're giving you the dress for 50% off. So you'll stay under budget. Or the woman with the house will be like, and we got them to pay all of your closing fees or they redid the kitchen. But what's crazy when you start watching it is you realize that all of the weddings are taking place during the pandemic. And so many people pick wedding and then (laughs) it's either cuts to like, maybe once actually it cuts to them being like, well, they like, you know, had a smaller wedding, cut down on their guest list, but almost every other time it's like, it's October, 2020. And there are 300 people unmasked at this wedding in Nashville and they didn't get a house. Ooh. I, so shout out to you, Caroline. I just saw a text from you. Caroline, my friend has also binge watching this, but didn't tell me anything about it. That's bananas. Obviously they couldn't foresee this pandemic coming. But the deals they end up getting on some of these houses and like, there's a lot of like young, young couples who I'm like, you're going to have to have to like, you have, you can get a house right now. Like, (laughs) You don't have a real job and you can get a house right now. Why would you not pick that? Oh my God. Well, that's the thing. It's like this whole concept of marriage or mortgage. Like why would anyone pick anything but mortgage? But like, I'm just too... I don't know, straight laced or something. The okay. one I'm um, spoiler alert on, on this, I guess. But the one couple who I thought was like, okay, it would make sense to me if they pick marriage. They were a very religious couple who couldn't have sex until after they were married. And they ended up picking the house. They're like, Ooh. we'll just live in it and not have sex and it'll be fine. <laughs> like, okay, whatever, you guys, whatever. All right, I'm going to add that to my list. I mean, Brian, I have a million suggestions from you. And someday, I'm going to watch them all. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see about that. (laughs) I feel like I'm always like, Karen, just watch one thing that I tell you. And you're like, I was watching the Property Brothers again. (laughs) I'm off HGTV. I'm off. Oh, I used to love Jonathan. Oh, right. Love him. I had like a total crush on him. Now he's like dating Zoe. Deschanel? Deschanel. Deschanel. Yeah, I know, which is great. She's awesome. So, also, I'm married. <laughs> but yeah. Happily. Okay, whoa. Hi, Tyler. Hi, <laughs> anyone? Oh, hey, Tyler. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, ah, um, so, oh my God. I, this is reminding me, it's slightly related. Um, another shout out to Caroline. We were texting back and forth yesterday about the Benson and Stabler reunion that I have not yet watched. And the fact that um, Mariska Hargitay is a hall pass, celebrity hall pass for both Sam and I. And I don't, are we allowed to, Katie, are we allowed to talk about celebrity hall passes? Oh, we should just get into it. Like, but but I, <laughs> 100%. I definitely don't talk to Tyler about this, but it's possible that he'll miss this episode. And if he doesn't, we'll have a nice combo. But, um, <laughs> but wait, what is the, what is the show that Mariska Hargitay is on? Law and Order SVU. Oh, Law and Order SVU. Okay, I thought it was a different name. Got it. No, well, Stabler came back for a crossover last night to spin off his own show, Law and Order Organized Crime, I believe it's called. Ooh. And people were, yeah, I have not yet watched it, 
um, as my friend uh, Ashley Ray tweeted, she's like, I'll watch that in six years when I'm in a hotel room unpacking and it's on USA like a normal person. (laughs) That's when you watch Law & Order SVU. It's just when it's on. It's just always on. It is. It is always. I mean, I used to have a theory that at some point, all over the globe at any time you can find a law and order episode somewhere to watch. I mean, not just that, but like I used to go to New York frequently like for work. And I remember multiple times seeing like in rando locations in New York city, like they would be filming law and order SVU. And like, it was just like, what? Like, and I, I had a few friends who live in New York and they're like, no, 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 it's totally a thing. Like if you're, if you're an actor in New York and you've never been on Law & Order SVU, you basically don't exist. Like everyone has had a guest spot on that show. Like it's been on for too long. So I will shout out one uh, new thing I found in the last few weeks, which is a podcast called That's Messed Up. It's with comedians Liza Treger and uh, Kara Klink. And they cover one of their favorite episodes of Law & Order SVU, then they get into the real crime that inspired it, and then it ends with an interview with someone from the show, either like a guest star. Oh, They had really some cool. like huge people on it. Um, last week's episode, they had Eric McCormick on for the role that he played as like a sleazy sugar daddy or something. <laughs> but they const- they're both comedians and actors, and they're constantly like, yeah, it's really, uh, we really feel bad about ourselves because we both lived in New York and we never got on that show. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay, that's amazing. I I love this conversation so much. Like this like really makes me, like the, the Eric McCormick is one of my favorites for all of you who don't know who that is. He was Will, I'm Will and Grace, gorgeous. Also, what? I can't even imagine if he was a sleazy anything. Oh my God, he was terrible. Really? on that episode well, I've seen that I one. Mean, you have to listen to the interview because he does talk about how that was a time when he was like I'm trying to be anybody but Will. <laughs> oh that's fair that's fair total typecasting oh my gosh but Karen I love the, con- the concept of a hall pass let's go yeah. let's do it so <laughs> so yes so I mean the idea is right it's a celebrity hall pass like and you know I first heard of this my first girlfriend actually and the notion was just like all right you're in the airport and your flight's delayed and you're sitting in the bar and the celebrity sits down next to you and wants to get a hotel room and you're totally allowed to do it. And so, yeah, I started making my list. And at the time it was a little ridiculous. So you have a whole list. It's not just one person. Oh, oh please, oh. please divulge, please. <laughs> I might just drink out of this bottle. Like- <laughs> Like, cause I love that as Karen was talking, me and Katie are both like, mm-hmm, and refilling mm-hmm. our glasses. <laughs> I mean, you have to have a list. You can't just have one person. What are the chances you're going to run into that one person? Just saying. But if you have a That's list, fair. it's like, whew, how long is that list? I feel like you could <laughs> left and right be running into these people. <laughs> I mean, you could have a top three, maybe, or top five. Or, or whatever, maybe all are equally, I mean, I guess I can't tell you what to do with your list, Karen. So like, <laughs> like, like what, what are we talking, are they all equal on your list or is there a hierarchy? Oh, wow. I hadn't gotten that far, honestly, to rank them. It was just like a rapid fire, like, oh, okay, here's on my list. And then like positions would shift. I feel like Marishka is a pretty solid, has like been on the list for a while. She's gorgeous. And also just like a ridiculous badass. Okay, wait, who's yeah. who else is on the list? I'll go next after you. Oh, oh no. I'm I gotta remember who else is on my list. Brianna. One for one. 
yes, okay, yes. Yes. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Um, so my list, I hate to say it, but it is one person and maybe, but I, I'll think of more. I know there are more, but oh, Jamie Frazier on Outlander. I mean, how predictable am I? But like he, it's- I approve. Oh, thank you. So the thing is, is that it's pretty specific. So unfortunately, it's not really Sam Hoogan. So Sam Hoogan is the actor who plays Jamie Frazier. And I mean, okay, I guess it's kind of second best, but like, I would prefer if he was wearing a kilt and if he was completely in character the entire time and never broke character when we were talking because I have gone down rabbit holes watching him on YouTube and I can't believe I'm admitting this on a fucking podcast, but this is the real truth of my life. And he, his personality is not the same as Jamie Frazier, which just shows that he's a good actor, but also- You want the character, not the actor. Yeah, correct. That's mm-hmm. about right. Okay. I mean, it's like wanting to be with the drag queen, but only when they're in drag. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Totally. Brianna? Oh, man. Um, (laughs) This is ridiculous that this is the first thing that comes to my mind. If my boyfriend listens to this, he's going to be like, you're insane. But the comedian Jason Manzoukas. Oh, oh my God. He's so hot. I saw him in person. (gasps) Katie, what? Yes. I saw him on. I saw him on stage. Okay, this must have been, yeah, it was late 2019. Nick Kroll, his like partner in so many comedic like ventures, they're like good friends, I think. They were on stage together at the SF Comedy Fest in San Francisco. It was awesome. He also is pretty single, I think. Oh, he's like horribly single. And that's always made me like feel like I've got a chance, you know? (laughs) Like, I feel like I make like a hall pass list in my mind that's like achievable. I mean, Jason Mm. Manzoukas is also like, gorgeous and why is he single i don't know anything about his life so i can't really say i know he's so funny he seems so sweet with oh, his yeah. he seems like a good on his podcasts and oh, podcast? i think because he like portrays like all these super insane raunchy like despicable characters that maybe people think he is that way but oh i love him i love him so much oh <laughs> that's a really good one but also achievable. I kind of love that. Um, I feel like my list also has Michelle and Daggy Ocello on it. And I have, she's a musician. She's Ooh. amazing. And I have met her a couple times. And Whoa. I know I interviewed her over the phone. I've met her in person a couple times. And I would love to tell you that I am like the most charming version of myself in these encounters. But no, no, it's not. It's not true. Like it's, it's so nice to meet you. Oh God. <laughs> like I would, I'm not saying that you would be like that. That's how I would be if I ever met Sam Hoogan in character. In character. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I'm so, so wait, so who is this person again? Because I really want to look her up. Michelle and Ocello, And she's been around a long time. She's like very, I, she's done a bunch of different genres. Um, she, I think a lot of people first heard of her she did a cover of Wild Night with John Mellencamp in the 90s. No, mm. she's so good. And she's this like great, deep voice. And she's just amazing. And yeah, it was really embarrassing to meet her. And But she's still on my list. I don't care. Okay, that's amazing. I think, so I'll go next. Um, mine's pretty predictable and kind of boring, but it's 
Ryan Gosling circa 2007. Pre I love that you have all of these like qualifiers on yours. I know. <laughs> They're very oh specific. God, so like, okay, I will need to get into a time machine somehow to make this one happen. <laughs> Tyler, so don't true. worry. Oh my god, yeah, no, it's not anymore. It's it's kind of it's expired a little. I mean, I wouldn't like you know. I guess if I ran by him like at like something and whatever, you know. I think it's more like if it was 2007, pre Eva Mendez, pre having two kids. Not that there's anything wrong with having kids, but like. I don't know. Canada love is lost, but I will say that in a couple movies in like 2007 time frame. Oh gosh, now now I'm, my list is coming to me. Okay, I'm gonna keep going. You guys keep talking because I I have many more. Brianna. Wow. Um, I know I'm like trying to think of like who's a hot person. I literally can't even think of anything. Um, all of mine are like goofy comedians. Uh, Jason Siegel might be on my list. Oh my god, I love him! I love <laughs> Jason Siegel. I have recently uh, started rewatching Freaks and Geeks since it's been on Hulu, and I rewatched Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And he was also like really single for a while, but he does now have this like beautiful, cool girlfriend. Like whatever. Um, but I had a I, he was like one of my number one crushes like in high school from Freaks and Geeks for sure. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, now, so I feel like at a certain point we get to the part of the list that it's just like, like, I like this person so much that like, it makes Sam mad. Like, I feel like then Whoa, we, you know, yeah. we're getting like, serious yeah. there. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, no, no, I know you love her. Like, we're just going to skip that person. Okay. Let me, th- I'm keeping, I'm thinking, <laughs> Ooh, um, Oh my God, why can I, I'm blanking on her name. That's really embarrassing. Bet from the L word, Flashdance, Jennifer Beals. Oh. I mean. She's gorgeous. Talk about escapism for a second as, as we already have been. But Brianna, like, can I ask you for people who are like, well, I need an escape. I'm feeling like shit. I'm totally like, level 10 in month 14 like trying to figure out how to like get out of my own head what would you say like maybe like some of your you know okay so there's the desperate housewives law and order svu that we've talked about but like what are maybe two or three other things that people should do like if they have netflix specifically like or hulu or whatever like are there shows that you love or movies that you love or even like youtube stars that you would recommend i mean truly anything we're we're all like oh wow well i mean tiktok if you haven't already signed up for it get get on tiktok they do a really great job of like uh, personalizing your algorithms so you quickly just end up with people who you only you love and that's something i love about tiktok even though i don't understand a lot of it because i'm not a teen can you tell me I I understand zero of TikTok and so like can you tell me like do you download the app is that how it works so down, like, yeah. you know, like, oh Katie oh no I know I know I'm 107 <laughs> so yeah download the app and it'll kind of ask you like generally like do you like like makeup tutorials or like dance videos but once you start scrolling and you start liking things it like so quickly figures out who you are it's almost uh, terrifying if you think about it too much but like one thing that I've really held on to on there is I've gotten a lot of like plus size fashion body positive 
um, accounts and they all just do these like realistic hauls from different places, which are sometimes so, so funny. Like people getting this, the weirdest fitting clothes and like really exposing the flaws of the fashion industry. Um, and then a ton of comedians, of course, are on there as well. And makeup tutorials, which Karen and I both have a love for. Drag queen makeup in particular. Yes, please. That That's a great escape for sure. Um, the movie, so I, I kind of get stuck in like, especially beginning pandemic. I was like, here are like the three movies I'm going to watch over and over and over again. And one of them was Little Shop of Horrors which is on Hulu, HBO or Hulu, I think. Um, just super fun to watch a musical. I love Wait, a are musical. Are we talking about like the Rick Moranis version yeah. in 1987? Really? Oh, wow. Okay. I oh my God. In a while. And seeing, yeah, Steve, okay. Steve Martin is the evil dentist. That might be on my hall pass list. <laughs> so that was a great one. A new movie that came out this past year that I really love that feels like almost maybe too close to the pandemic if you like aren't looking for something like that but uh Palm Springs with Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti is like one of the best movies I've seen in a really long time and I've watched that over and over and over again I have seen that that was trippy and also super profound like I was like wow this is I mean I think it's been nominated for a bunch of stuff because they were great in it it's great to see like comedic actors getting serious um and the show that I just watched for the first time that I highly recommend to everyone that's just like silly and just makes me laugh so so hard is uh called Aquafina is Nora from Queens it's Aquafina as Nora which is her real name but she's 27 she's living at home with her dad and her grandma and hasn't really figured it out yet she just loves like smoking weed and you know masturbating and <laughs> gets into some crazy adventures in New York it's so funny and she's so funny and it's so great to see her starring and something like that I, I find like totally ridiculous comedies like that to be great escapism um, Detroiters is another really really funny comedy on Netflix the sketch show I think you should leave which is Tim Robinson who did Detroiters these are all just like totally wacky laugh out loud funny comedy shows that you can watch oh my god remind me the name oh my god I'm about to sound like you Katie no offense with the do you download the app um right (laughs) um Abby Chicago lesbian HBO Samantha Irby work in progress thank you and that's on Showtime they're actually filming in Chicago right now. I saw No, film. I know. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good Chicago one. Also, um, Shrill, speaking of Sam Irby, Shrill is such a great show on Hulu. It's starring A.D. Bryant based on Lindy West's um, memoir. And that new season is coming out in May. So now's a good time to watch the first two seasons to get caught up. Um, Oh my God. I watch so much TV. Like my brain's exploding right now. (laughs) The the other show. Yeah. The other show that I just rewatched on Netflix and I wrote about it a little bit for the reader um, because there's Chicago and who does all the music for it is sex education. And there are two seasons of that. It's a British show with Gillian Anderson as 
the mom who is a sex therapist and her 16 year old son uses the knowledge from her to give sex advice to his high school classmates it's super super funny but also like really heartwarming and it's like it's the teen show that I wish I had had when I was in high school like it's really it's another great escape just to be like oh yeah remember when we were all just like 16 and had no idea what was going on and our biggest problem was the school dance Yes. I feel like there's all, there are a lot of shows that are specifically focused on the high school experience. Like, I mean, I know prom with James Corden and Meryl Streep and that kind of thing, but like I, there was one that I saw early in the pandemic and you might remember the name Brianna, but it's the one that was done by Mindy Kaling. And, um, I cannot remember. Never have I ever. That is such a good show. It's so good. Wow. I almost totally forgot about that one. Oh my gosh. That is, I mean, I would rewatch it. Like it is so well done. And like, it's, yeah, that was incredible. By the way, listeners, if you're like, oh shit, I'm taking my dog for a walk and I don't have a pen and Brianna, you have so many great ideas. We will link all of these in the description of the podcast. So don't worry. These are amazing resources and and we'll have everything there. I will also say just like follow me on Twitter because I'm always just tweeting about what I'm watching. (laughs) But I'm going to, oh my God, I'm going to drop one more. I feel like we've been talking for so long. (laughs) But that just reminded me of another movie that I feel like both of you would really appreciate on Netflix. It's called Moxie. It's Amy Poehler directed it. Um, and it's about a 16-year-old who starts a zine. She's basically like a modern-day mm. teen who discovers riot girl music and decides to like stand up to the patriarchy in her high school. It's like not like, you know, the best like well-made movie, but I was just sobbing through the whole thing because I was like, this is so cool that all these teen girls are doing this and listening to Bikini Kill while they do it. Like, it was awesome. It's a really good one. Is it about, so Moxie was actually a magazine for a while. There was a magazine called Moxie. I know because I sent them a pitch a lot, very, like well, 25 I, Yeah, I mean, it definitely is not about that magazine. Ooh. But okay. maybe I'm sure there was some inspiration then from that. Oh, I love it. Um, we have been talking for forever, Brianna. You have a life to live outside of this podcast, we we realize. Um, I cannot say how excited I am. I feel like you need to be a regular segment. Oh my God, let's get into it. Oh, 100%. Oh my God. I would be so honored, honestly. Really? What a dream you, this has been. If you were up for it, oh my gosh, that would be the best thing ever. Seriously. Yeah, I'm so in. I'm so in. Um, where can people find, other than the Chicago Reader and chicagoreader.com, where can people find you? Um, yes, of course, chicagoreader.com. Uh, I am on Twitter at Brianna Wellen. And that's where I, it's basically my living diary. So you can know everything about me there. Um, you can follow, again, my cats on Instagram at Miso and Tofu. They're really, really cute. Instagramming for them has helped me get through the pandemic as well. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I'm not really doing anything else right now. <laughs> Nothing else to plug. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much, Brianna. It's so nice to meet you. And I'm so glad this is the the first of many segments that we're going to have you on the show. So this is awesome. Thank you for your time. It's just so so much fun. Seriously, I wish we, the three of us were like in person, you know, drinking. Oh man. Soon enough, soon enough. Cheers to that. Cheers Cheers to that. Thank you so much.